Hey everyone, welcome to the Mortgage Man podcast brought to you by Tanta Financial Advisors. In this podcast series, we're going to bring to you information around KiwiSaver, how to withdraw it, how to use it, how to make the most of it, as well as mortgages, obviously. When it comes to buying your first home, your first investment property, or your 10th, we can definitely help you out. And finally, we talk to professionals in each of those industries to help cover specific topics, to help you guys out when it comes to buying, selling, or insuring yourself and your loved ones. So enjoy, and if you need to get in touch, please email us at hello at tanta.co.nz. Alright guys, welcome to the first podcast of 2022. It's Aaron here as always, and Christopher Brown. G'day, how's it going? <laughs> um, and we're going to talk to you about what's going to happen this year, what is happening at the moment with all of the new changes in the mortgage world. Um, we're also going to tell you about what we think are the opportunities that present themselves because you're probably reading the media and thinking, should I just wait to buy a house? And you wouldn't be wrong thinking that, but there's definitely opportunities out there. So the first thing we want to cover is the new rules that basically um, mean that the banks are looking at your statements a lot more and are saying, well, you've probably read the headlines, mortgage declined because person spent too much money on Christmas presents or did one trip to Kmart and all of that. Um, which is known as, what's the new policy called? The Triple CFA. Yeah. The Consumer Credit Something Finance Something. <laughs> Authority. Authority. Yeah. Doesn't really matter what it's called, but the main thing I want to go over is how it affects you. And the key thing is banks are already going through your statements and they were already looking quite closely at these things. It's just that the changes have kind of scared banks a little bit. So they want to make sure that they're doing what is right by the new policy so that they don't get in trouble. Yeah, I think the easiest way to sum it up is that the rules that the Reserve Bank or the government put in place pretty much mean that the banks aren't allowed to assume anything anymore. And so what's previously happened is that they would already already see that you spent money on the TAB or you went out to takeaways or you had date night because you've got um, disposable income. You know, you don't have a mortgage to pay at that point. So it was reasonable to assume that you would scale back those things once you had extra expenses. <coughs> and the biggest thing I think they've done is that they're actually not allowed to assume anymore is the way that the banks have interpreted what they're being told to do. So basically, if you're doing it now, they can't say, well, he'll stop spending takeaways once he gets a house. You've got a habit of it, and so they take that into account. Yeah, it's not that it's takeaways. It's just because it's a regular payment. Another example for myself is that if I've got spare money, I'm going to put it into a managed fund. I'm not going to keep it in my savings account because to me, that's a better investment uh, decision. But again, the bank will be like, well... He's putting X amount in every week. We're going to have to say that that is income that is used and not available to service the mortgage, and therefore that is a approved but less than what they need kind of thing. Yeah, and I think the key thing that you just touched on really um, softly there is that the banks aren't saying no. They're not saying no. They're just saying you can't have as much as you would have. 
You can mm. still get a mortgage, just maybe $100,000 less. And for most people, that kind of means, well, that's a no, because you're already scratching to get into the market in the first place. Um, however, the big thing with it is, is a lot of the things they're pulling you up on are discretionary and you can change them. It just means you need to kind of plan and get ready before you apply rather than I'll change it once I get a house kind of thing. Yeah, and I think this is the the problem with people going directly to the bank for their mortgages these days is the bank starts, they've looked at your statements, they've seen, seen what you spend it on and they can't unsee that. So now more than ever, it's better and you could say this is biased, but it's better to use a mortgage broker because we can look at your stuff before it goes to the bank. So if there's things that we're like, you need to change this before we submit your application, then it can be changed and then the bank will see it in its new way and we've explained certain spending habits for them. So it's almost like we've already uh, put that fire out before it even gets lit. Yeah, totally. And, and I think, um, especially coming off Christmas, uh, there's a lot of um, buy now, pay laters floating around. Those are super easy. Some of them are like $100, you know, you've just paid it off over $15 installments. That's fine, but the banks are going to whack you for that. So um, just getting those things sorted out, because if you did cancel it, close it off before you applied, you know, take the $100 out of your savings account, it's going to save you a world of hurt in the application process yeah so do you think this rule is here to stay i think it's here to stay but i definitely think it'll get adjusted mm-hmm. there's been so much uproar about it and to be honest the way they wrote it was not to target first home buyers but um also not to target m- people mortgages. getting mortgages it's been targeted to stop the likes of your buy now pay later or your payday loans or your ones that do really hurt people so the rule in my opinion does need to stay there but it definitely needs to be adjusted because it's catching so many people out who don't deserve to get caught out by it so i think it will stay but i hope and pray and it looks like it's going back to the um Yeah, it's being reviewed, isn't it? Yeah, it's being reviewed. There are a few big mortgage broker firms who kind of banded together and I think every single mortgage broker in the country (laughs) signed a petition to say, and we were among them, we all signed it, to say it's not working the way you intended, please re-look at it. So I think it will be here, but it's definitely looking like it's going to get adjusted some way. Yeah, because also the unintended consequences of that is that Every application that was done before these new rules has to be re-looked at and that means more time and that slows down the whole process in the bank, it slows down our process. So it is yeah, one of those things that it had the right intent but I think it targeted the wrong sector. So more of your short-term loans rather than your long-term stuff just because the bank already has such a intense screening process already. Yeah, uh, one good example of that was uh, talking to one of the assessors at one of the blue banks. Um, <laughs> they, A-Z or B-N-Z. <laughs> they said on average it would take them three to four hours to assess a deal. It's now taking her six to eight hours to assess the same deal. So she just couldn't get to the number of applications they previously did. And that completely 
goes in the face of the incentives by the government to make housing more affordable. If you add time, you add backlogs, money, money, it just makes everything more expensive eventually. Okay, so with this current policy, should first home buyers or people looking at property, should they wait? And wait and see what happens before they buy. Wait until house prices decrease before they buy. I'm never a fan of completely just putting it to the side and waiting. I think the the rush and the panic has been taken out, so you can afford to take a little bit more time. But I definitely think you should keep pushing forward if that's your goal. Because again, if we look at this from a how long is a mortgage, typically 20 to 30 years, um, <clears throat> whether you buy in 6 months, 12 months, 24 months, in the long term, you should have bought sooner in every single scenario. Um, if you take a 10-year time, you're going to double your money no matter where you start. And I think we've had uh, probably 24 months of disrupted building, and so there's going to be lots of new builds coming out, and there's going to be lots of things to tilt or, or make it easier. But mm. the panic's gone, so you kind of can afford it, but never stop. Well, I think, like, why would you wait? Are you hoping that the house prices are going to go down? But what happens if they don't? Like, you know exactly what is going on right now, and if you're happy and can afford something right now, just buy it. Because you don't know what is going to happen in the future. That's the guessing game. Yeah, and I, I talked to every economist over the last five years. They've said that the housing market is going to go down at some point for the next five years consistently, and it still hasn't. So if you're waiting, who knows? You could be waiting another five years. Or um, just pricing yourself out of the market, which yeah. has happened, unfortunately, with a few of our clients. Oh, COVID just happened. I'm going to wait until house prices go down. That was last year, and they went up by 40%. So. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> when you can. Yeah. Um, opportunities in the market. So obviously a lot of people I've spoken to and the general vibe that I've gotten is that people are waiting. Is there an opportunity there that there's less competition then? So you maybe if you went to buy a house now, we know that there's more listings than there has been previously because we've just you know come back from New Year's. Is there more stock and therefore less demand and therefore you have potentially the opportunity to get a good deal. I 100% agree with that. There is lots of things going like playing out here. Um, one is, as I kind of touched on earlier, an increased supply of new builds coming online. A lot of them have been delayed because builders can't be on site, building materials can't be shipped, etc, etc. So there will be a, a kind of a bottleneck hopefully that releases a nice big bunch of properties all at the same time which usually results in um, you know lower prices um, comparatively lower prices <coughs> um, there's a, a lot of confusion around the investment market at the moment they've got changes of rules in the tax there's changes of rules in how they deal with existing properties um, the council is backlogged for to Africa for development consents, etc. So um, a lot of the investors are holding back, and just you know every other Tom, Dick, and Harry who's saying I'm just going to wait always means there's an opportunity. So I think we do have 
uh, an opportunity. I wouldn't be rash. I wouldn't jump into anything you can't really afford because it is uncertain. But there are huge opportunities to, if you keep active, you keep an eye out and are ready to jump if you do see one. Yeah, I wouldn't be an idiot and think, oh, I'm going to buy this house because it's definitely going to go up in the future. (laughs) Even though we did just say that, I wouldn't bank on that. That's never a good investment strategy, even if it is going to be your own home. You need to buy it on its merits of today. And if it works today, um, then there shouldn't be too much of a reason why you wouldn't buy it. Just accept what it is today and anything else on top of that is a bonus. Or if you're like, well... I'm going to make my own capital value by doing improvements and it doesn't really matter what's happening in the market anyway. Yeah, I think um, I always come back to a, a pretty poor analogy, but one I really like <laughs> is I was once told you should always bet with the flow. That way you're only ever going to lose once. So if the house prices are trending up, well, buy now. It's going to trend up and up and up. And once it turns, it's going to you lose once whereas if you wait you're going to lose potentially 10 or 15 times until it does turn um and it's always a kind of thing i come back to is that you know go with the trends they are still trending up the house prices are still going up everyone's saying the sky is falling but they've been doing that for the last five to ten years almost and i still don't believe them because there are tons of people who want to buy houses everyone wants to come back to new zealand and they're not allowed so it's still going to that's going to build up more demand etc cetera, etc cetera. so for me always buy buy now yeah so we talked about new builds there is opportunity with new builds at the moment because the reserve bank is helping banks out and saying we know you have strict lending policies but we want you to loosen them for new builds and this applies for new builds that are going to be used as homes as well as investment properties which is actually a really big opportunity if you're trying to buy an investment property because otherwise you need a 40% deposit if you go for a new build you only need a 10% deposit in some cases so um, make the most of that because we are needing more houses and that is why the government has said make it easier for people to buy new builds so um, what is the other advantage of a new build? You've got less deposit that you need, better servicing, so it's more relaxed rules around servicing. Uh, less costs. Uh, every time, you know, lower interest costs as well. So ASB and ANZ are doing a lower interest cost for new builds. Yep, totally. Less maintenance. You walk into a new house and theoretically you don't have to fix anything for the next three to five years. And um, if you do, it's probably under warranty, which is 10 years long. Yep. So there are, and, and to be honest, it's literally just the banks are so much more flexible and lenient that that is your biggest um, advantage. You will get far half the insurance, half the interest costs, and everything else is just tilted in the favour. And you don't have to pay tax as much tax on the rent you receive because it's exempt from the new deduction. That's rules. right. And it holds its resale value because, again, from an investor perspective, they can take over that new build status and claim their tax. So it's, it's, they hold on to it. And if you don't know what I mean by that, um, it's a bit of a long story, but flick us a text and we'll explain it. We did another podcast on it. If you are on Spotify, it will be one of the previous ones. I think it's two or three ago. Um, but that does raise a very good point, and I think there probably will become a almost two different markets within the property 
market. We'll have the new bills that will probably continue to go up because of all the exemptions and all the pushing towards it. And then you have the existing properties that might just stagnate and stay the same. Um, with the exception of those existing properties that can be developed, which will probably go up even more. Yeah, know what you're buying. But again, in saying that, um, that in itself raises an opportunity, I guess, to look at the existing builds that might not be as in demand and be able to get yourself on the property ladder. Because if, if you are a first home buyer, it doesn't really matter what you buy, just get in and get something as a bigger. Um, mm. Unless it's a leasehold property, do not do that. Yeah, don't buy leasehold <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, and I guess the next thing, the last thing I want to touch on, because everybody wonders this, which they give, I think they give it way too much energy. But interest rates, what are they going to do this year? What do you reckon? Well, at the moment, they're actually coming down. Mm. Um, the the banks kind of knee jerk reacted last year, and they shot up less. <laughs> well, if there's money to be made, why not? No one's stopping them. Um, what's another billion dollars in the pocket? Um, I think they're kind of they've done as much raising as they can. If they keep going up at the rate they were last year, it's going to cause ridiculous problems. Um, so I think they're going to stagnate. There's no reason the banks are going to pull them back because. Why would they? They're going to make more money this way. So I feel they're going to stagnate a bit this year. Yeah, because we're pretty much at the same level interest rates were before COVID. I wasn't living in New Zealand then, so I can't comment. Uh, we're a little bit higher, if not the same, but yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Any closing thoughts? Get your goals, get your plans, get lined up 2022. Is it going to be your year? Yeah, I think 2022 is probably the best shot you could probably had at buying a house. But at the same time, last year was even a better shot. And the year before that was better. <laughs> it's always the best. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. If you need any help, just uh, email us hello at tanta.co.nz and we can help you out. Have a good week until the next episode. Catch you later.